Almighty, God Almighty. It's the Sweat Equity Podcast. That's my lead-in. You like, like that? Jo- who's Johnny? Uh, Johnny? Did I say Johnny? <laughs> Am I? No. Hottie Toddy. Hottie Toddy. Yeah, it's an old... Uh, it's, I think it's an old old Miss uses it as their, uh, their kind of phrase of celebration. Uh, my frat used to say it. I think you got the wrong podcast. I think you're looking for a college football podcast. No, it, you know what? You can say Hottie Toddy no matter what. I just needed a thing to kind of walk into yeah, an episode oh, and get ready clear, to clearly this lead-in was not a good <laughs> idea uh that other voice you hear i'm law smith that other voice you're hearing is uh trey steinhoff did i say that correctly yeah, yeah, okay yeah, not johnny much. uh we're gonna do this on my personal facebook live so that'll be interesting um to see who's gonna shit talk while we're doing this and as we're getting r- personal on this podcast. And we're really close. This yeah. is the closest I've been to a guest. So, um, where do we start? We had I was talking about emotionally. Well, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Yeah, um, that way. You know, romantically. Well, don't tell your wife. I saw you at CVS that no, one time. So. I have, I have, I have man love for you, but not man love for oh, you. How okay. about that? Does that make sense? You always have to clarify in Ebor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are in Ebor City, uh, right before uh, Gasparilla, which is our uh, basically Tampa's Mardi Gras. Um, that's pirate themed mm-hmm. of sorts. So I don't know how to explain it. We have a lot of people that listen outside of the area, so it's kind of hard sometimes to go like. Hey, you know what this is? You know what it's about? Yeah. You know what Ebor City's about? Uh so try to I try to weave some of that in there. Now, we had you on Sweat Equity I don't know, what was it, 2 months ago? Something like that. Yeah, early early November. And uh you had the startup weekend mm-hmm. in yeah. Tampa. Um so if if anybody's listening to the audio, they can pause it, go to that episode, listen to that. Uh, kind of get a rundown of how what that was. Um, you can give me a short kind of synopsis of what it was. Startup Weekend. It happens all over the world. Uh, I run the one here in Tampa. And essentially, you have 54 hours to work with a bunch of strangers to build a company from the ground up. And then uh, on a Sunday night, you pitch it to a bunch of uh, investors, CEOs, uh big wigs in Tampa and you uh-huh. get a bunch of prizes, co-working spaces, professional services, stuff like that. So so it's like a real high pressure weekend. Oh um, yeah, you're you're sweating, you're getting arguments with people you just met, you're trying to build products, <laughs> build business strategies. So is it mostly like app software style? Really depends. Um this cuz I know year, a lot of these are like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's I, like oh, who can hack a whatever in 40 hours. Right. And I've seen that with like who can make a film in a weekend and it's like that's going to suck ass. Right, there's that uh that movie fest coming up at on on campuses. I can't remember what it's Campus Movie Fest I think is what it's called. Yeah. And I really put that together there, but uh <laughs> yeah, uh so kind of like that just with the businesses, right? You've got some people that you're going to meet um and you can potentially do tech. A lot of people tend to be drawn to tech. But this year, um, our third place finner, third place finner, our yeah. third place finisher. Well, you drank winner, you drank a lot of vodka before we started. Yeah, it, you've got a big stasher there. But uh, our third place finisher actually made a uh, a vest that is meant to be very cheap and disposable. That kind of incorporates the same chemical reactions you'd ha- you'd have in a hand warmer, and it's just for your torso. 
and they called it like cozy core and the idea was whether you're selling to like military or you're selling to sports okay. aficionados like the lightning game or like a the green way, bay packers the, game all right i'm gonna I'll, I'll, let me pause you on how the it's gonna get used because the way you just pitched it i just imagine a guy that just loved touching himself and like closing so his cozy. eyes and yes. just oh <laughs> no more i don't have to do this in public anymore uh. oh <laughs> yes that's i mean you know if, you, if your brain goes there that's cool i won't <laughs> i won't uh, i won't second guess that you you spend a lot of time in ebor yeah once again yeah, yeah yeah so uh but anyway the idea was you could produce it really cheap you could sell it really cheap you're going to a green bay packers game at lambeau field in december or february once again sorry they just got knocked out didn't they so, yeah yeah uh, sorry green bay packers fans but you'd be able to show up you know and buy this vest for 15 bucks that's going to be disposable and keep you very, very warm on your core because obviously that's your priority. If your body has a warm core, it's going to be better suited to warm the rest of your extremities. Seems so. like a good idea. Yeah. How, so here's my deal with this. All right. So y you walk in, it's supposed to be a brand new idea, right? Yep. So, well, like if I'm do doing mean? the movie one, I'm like, yeah. I've got like, I've got a bunch of sketch ideas that I've never really sat down and crushed out. Right. I've had movie ideas that I've never really, you know, flushed out. I feel like, you got some of these preloaded, right? You can't walk in and be like, okay, got it. Five minutes, let's roll. <laughs> so there there aren't a lot of hard rules with Startup Weekend. We're okay. pretty lax about it. But um, really, you can't have any prior investment. You can't have any prior customers. Uh -huh. And you can't have any serious work done. So this year, we had someone that had like a GitHub. But the GitHub was just filled with like templates that they pulled offline. It wasn't like they did a lot of hardcore coding beforehand. Okay. And this Cozy Core guy, they they didn't really have anything but an idea. So as for those that as don't know, GitHub is oh. like a programmer's kind of go-to guide for uh, for what like it's kind of open it's source like a repository, really. Yeah, like people help each other out. Like, oh, here I I worked this code over here. You guys can use it on whatever. Exactly. You you build your own account and you steal code from other people. You build your own code. It's it's kind of like your own little personal wiki page for all of your uh all of your in progress work. it's the nice part of the internet let's say that yeah i, I think yeah i don't know especially for developers for sure yeah but yeah so somebody came in and there was a little bit of controversy there like did they have too much work done we decided they didn't because they could have done what they did in a weekend okay like you can come in to startup weekend with you know a few days worth of effort some market research maybe a little bit of validation but if you have any money behind you like if you've already built the whole friggin product like mm -hmm. We're not going to let you do it. You've got to at least have, you know, a minimal amount of work done so you don't have an unfair advantage because there's a lot of great stuff on the line. Like, you, if you win Startup Weekend, you're getting months and months of co-working. You're getting legal counsel, marketing counsel, video packages, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. so okay. Yeah, and so that's good. You have, like, a, a basically a threshold for people who can't be like, oh, I already have this thing, like, pretty much ready for market. Right. Um, okay. But I feel like a product's a lot tougher because you have to – I mean, maybe not now if you do 3D printing on some stuff, but... Yeah, it's a pretty slow process, 3D printing. It's is it? I mean, it depends on if you have, like, an industrial-grade 3D printer, but most of the stuff you can get around town, like the library, the John Germany Library here in Tampa, they have free 3D printing uh, if you have, like, a Hillsborough County uh, yep. reticence card or driver's license or whatever it might be. But yeah, then, give it up for the library trying to figure out ooh. something to do <laughs> other than uh, how house people bums. To come here? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean... You, they, I do think about that. My wife did tell me like they have a 3D printer at the the downtown Tampa library. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's really cool. I'm glad they're doing something that is promoting something that like, yeah. hey, books are. They're not in that that area where they're like books are awesome forever. Like, 
they see what's going on. So I, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah. books are awesome forever, for the record. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, since the printing press, I guess. But yeah. um, what? So, all right. So, tell me. Can you tell me any of the duds? Are you allowed to do that? All right. So like American see. Idol, first second episode when oh, they had the whack boy. jobs in there. Yeah, I mean, so how it works is like you show up on a Friday and there's we had about 100 people participate uh-huh. and I'd say we had 60 pitches okay. first night. So that's a minute long. So some 60. people All right. some people get up there and they just like flop, they have an anxiety attack, they really <laughs> didn't have an idea to begin with. Oh my god. Um, that sounds awesome. It's it's a really good time to be honest with you cuz some people are brilliant. Some people just have these ideas they've been sitting on for a year but never really executed on. Yeah. Um, and then some people just get up there and they're like, oh, I just want to make an app to spread love to the community. And, and everybody's like, well, that, yeah, it's, that's great. <laughs> We're not going to vote for you, but that's really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the duds, not worth mentioning, but we ended up having 15 teams actually build products that are worth mentioning. Okay. And so top three, um, let's see here. I think that first place it was right after the election, so that was a that was a sore spot. Yeah. And so uh, first place was an application that would let you interact with your local politicians and your I guess regional politicians, mm-hmm. and it would also source a lot of information, relevant news based on what the issues that were important to you. Honestly, not the most original idea, but they they did a great job in execution. They yeah. had a beautiful app in three days. They had an awesome business strategy and go to market strategy, so that that did really well. Um, second place was called uh, re printing. So the idea was you you uh, source water bottles and other plastics from your local community. Okay. Right? Blo- specifically the like universities because this would really work on a, at a university okay. stage, right? So you source all those water bottles. Um, they make machines that – not this company, but you as you, Law, could mm-hmm. go out and buy a machine that would convert – water bottles into plastic filament for 3d printers oh. and so they would uh they would like wholesale get some of those and then they would uh create 3d filament and then they would sell it back to the universities they would also work on they had like a whole bunch of different ways to make money but they would sell this filament back to the universities they would also like promote 3d printing around the community in general they would sell 3d printers to different er- to different uh like Which companies libraries whatever. it's it another issue because it's not on a real consumer level yet it's kind of like pcs yeah. were like you know it was this big monolithic thing and then It'll get there, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see that's going to happen. Every yeah. like, it'll be something like, if it ten years, is it twenty years that like, you'll everybody will have one in their house. Right. When you need like, instead of going to Home Depot, you can just get a, a baby screw. You know. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, that was the second one. Third place was the Cozy Core, and those guys literally brought in a sewing machine and like the materials that you need to make that chemical reaction happen to create this uh, exothermic reaction. Right. You're, you're giving off heat by combining these two materials Mm. Mm. and so they built it and they had a great prototype and that's why they got top three because at startup weekend it's not all about that's the best idea i've ever heard it's more about do you have a team that can execute because most investors they're not buying ideas they're buying teams right they they want to see that you're competent that you guys are driven that you're going to make this work and so those three teams were top three because they executed really, really well. But there were a ton of great ideas. So if anybody goes to one of these, that's kind of the map. Like I watch Shark Tank and I'm always baffled that, that everybody on there doesn't watch every episode ever. Right. You know, like it's like, okay, they're going to ask you about five things for sure. Yeah. They're going to ask you about valuation. They're going to ask you about sales. They're going to ask you about you, yeah. which is that part. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, I consider that can they hang out with you at 2 a.m.? <laughs> the writer's room test. You yeah. know, like 
if you're a spaz and you just you talk over everybody or like you don't listen or any of that or you just you just have delusions of grandeur like they don't want to they don't want to do business with you even if you have a great idea yep because you're going to get in your own way and they know that yep uh what was the other two and that is so important and often understated and i've been like seeing it in my own life around and it's it's weird because I I consider myself someone that has a lot of soft skills and I often beat myself up for that. What soft skills? Just the kinds of things that you were talking about. The the two a.m. test. I'm thinking right? massages. So. <laughs> I have a lot of massage skills. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, being able to communicate effectively, work with people, do critical thinking, and have patience enough to work through problems with individuals in a group setting. Yeah. Um, leadership. You know, really all of that kind of stuff is I consider soft skills, and I have some hard skills like design, and I'm gonna start building more websites and stuff like that, but. Um, I didn't really value that until I started to see a lot of people that struggled in those areas and how that really affects how they interact with their with people in like a business setting when you're trying to be productive. Oh boy, I could go on for four hours about this, but yeah, it is. It's uh, knowing what you don't know. A right. that's uh, that's a big one. A lot of people don't get. Uh, I still, you know, it, my my problems is knowing what you can handle in like a capacity issue. I'm pretty good about going, I don't know about that, right. but I, I'm pretty good at sourcing people who do. Absolutely. That's, um, that's what it's all about, intellectual honesty. Well, that's what this company's kind of set up on is like, okay, we, we don't hire, we don't want to hire anybody full time until we have to, but because everything online is like, I've seen firms collapse because they hire too many people that don't have enough hard skills, as you call it. And, right. Right. Uh, you know, you, you know this, if you hire a programmer, they might just do one type of programming or two type, two different types. Like, right. And really there's what five or six, seven big styles of programming like SQL. Right. Some people can do SQL. Some people can do Java. Not more. Yeah. Some people can do just HTML, you right. know? So there's like, there's that kind of part of it. Uh, and right there you're talking, you have to hire a bunch of that. Mm -hmm. And then I, I go over to design designs another animal because there, a lot of designers can't, do other styles yeah. some people do own. logos some people do print some people do web some people do video so website whatever it is but yeah but then that other part where i kind of explained to a lot of clients i'm like well i'm i can i know enough about programming i'm not i would never call myself a programmer but i know enough to be able to talk to one right and i know enough about design to be able to talk to designers and I know how creatives act too, right? Because the personality-wise, they're going to be flaky, so you have to stay on top of them a little bit more. Yeah, I learned the, that too. The programmers, you got to extract information out of them a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, like, and how you, you they're coachable because it's like an if this then that kind of <laughs> logic yeah. all the time. But um, you know, you, you, it's a different kind of managing, um, yeah. project managing. So absolutely. So yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's a huge part of what uh anybody that's successful they're pretty good at at that for themselves and they, they don't want to hang out with anybody that yeah and get really in depth with anybody on a project that like or invest yeah, yeah where absolutely. people are just delusional and just don't know yeah, yeah you're right so take that as a note people watching soft skills pretty fucking important yeah but uh yeah no i i think um for startup weekend a lot of people succeed for that reason because in reality you're not going to build like an entire like application from scratch in a weekend. Yeah, yeah. But what you are going to do is work through like your business model. You're going to work on frameworks, wireframes, customer feedback, figuring all of that out. That's all communication ability. You've got to be able to work with these strangers. 
one idea that worked for that reason also because it was a great idea that I think you might be interested okay. in and lines up with the name of this podcast hit me was called Split EQ okay big fan of this idea and I think it could have been top three Split EQ yeah Split Equity right ah. so the idea was this mm. they were, they were going to like implement a bunch of different um, ways to essentially track how much time and effort and money each person has put into the startup okay and then divvy up the equity accordingly okay and uh, so that that's a challenge, right? Because you could be working at 2 a.m. to do X, Y, Z thing. Yeah. And somebody else could be, you know, hitting the golf course with a big client. And that's also, they're putting in equity, but it's, it might be a little bit different. How do you weight that, right? How do you how do you differentiate between code built and a sale made or a connection made? How do you split that up? Yeah, it's tough because, all right, so you'd have to figure out what your – do you split up your cost rate versus your bill rate kind of stuff at uh, – what's the spread on that? And that's then right. do you weigh – yeah, do you weigh every task uh, for this startup evenly? Exactly. So it's easy to do like a flat, like let's say it's $100 an hour of, of work done uh, in in this kind of scenario. But business development, you may, it depends how your strategy in each too. Right. So like with business development and sales, it's like, do you, are you doing a portfolio of getting home runs? Are you trying to do singles and doubles? I try to do a mix of all of that right. really because – it's kind of the that's the best way to kind of go about it for us right um you strike out on home runs all day you're gonna go out of business yeah 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 i mean and you you want to get on base right that's 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 your percentage is like and more work will be get more work but it's that thing of it's different in a startup scenario and i think that's more of the I'd say that's more of like a project manager's kind of position is you're trying to find the best person at this price I, it's interesting i'd like mm. to see the math on it you know yeah the, what the hard part is the time tracking mm. it, it, it requires a lot of honesty it requires like a lot of trust <laughs> yeah. between the different people what they did is like before anything got started everybody had to agree on what their hours were going to be billed as like how much is one hour of my time versus one hour of loss of time worth so that's hard right there because yep. we actually we're working on this internally too because i think pricing for service businesses that we apply this for service businesses right um but it, it it's applicable for this the hardest thing is to figure out what your price is and a lot of people go well my hourly rate is i looked around at three other people uh or two other people i'll be in the middle or whatever uh just kind of arbitrarily a little right. bit why uh, they don't even think about why you'll be surprised i talked to a lot of businesses that literally just uh, I don't know. It just sounded good. Uh, and you're like, okay, but you, did you budget out like what that looks like? Right. Um, you know, what's non-billable and how many hours a week it, there's, uh, if you really do the math, it is, it is really difficult. We did, we arrived at 186.50. We know we could, if we know we can do the work of the bigger guys in our area, but at the same time, we don't have the legacy of some of these other right. big, big offices. So, you know, we're going to be auditioning a lot. So we're, we'll be under, under per hour with a lot of people for the first couple of years. Right. So that, that's in consideration too. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Tampa in itself is a little bit lower than let's say Austin, Denver, LA, right. San Francisco, whatever. So I think that's interesting that I, I'm not trying to shit all over this. <laughs> I just, just the, I think the nuance. two biggest hurdles are like pricing is the hardest thing in business. Right. 
And then, so I, I considered trying to figure out your hourly rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go on Upwork and maybe figure that out for some of those hard skills that are just right. bang, bang, bang. Uh, and then the other part is just human behavior, like the discipline to change a lot of people to time track. Yep. At Har- I we use Harvest. It's really tough. It took me a while to really drill it in my head. Right. I, I try to do it three times a day because I'm so bad at it. Really? Well, I was, but now I, I, I go, well, you know, our, we have to commoditize time, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to, and I have to justify it. I spent this amount of time, you know, and it goes to our clients on retainer. And this is where we, this is where we are in projects. This is what I projected. This is where we are. So okay. instead of make you make time basically a product instead of as as a service business right that's how i kind of see it but i don't know that makes sense i didn't read any yeah. books i just kind of just kind of think about this obsessively <laughs> <laughs> yeah understood because it's you know your reputation with the client on the line not just you know does my co-founder think that my time is worth a lot of money you're actually billing people for this so. y- yeah and i have a sample size now that i can really justify a lot of the stuff and right. we're finding out well social media management and marketing takes a lot more time than people realize right but if you have a lot of collateral for us, you know, you have some photography and video and stuff, it doesn't take as much time. So sure. it, we're trying to figure out that the creative part and design part is a little tough because it's kind of it's hard to quantify. Yeah, all over the board. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway, so uh, I want to hear more about it, though. So Cool. So let's see here. We had, uh, we had that idea that was pretty solid. We had what other ideas that I really like. We had some people that wanted to use, like, EEG headsets that you would use to like control a game on your phone with your mind. That's it's pretty clever. I think it's been done before though. They didn't end up winning, but I liked it a lot. Um, let's see. We had oh man, this was a good one. And I think the only reason that they didn't outright win was because of the subject matter. But flashlight? Uh, no, close. I mean, d- digitizing spending money at the strip club. <laughs> Yeah, not kidding. Hey, Tampa Strip Club City. That's right. It, <laughs> Innovation they within executed. the industry. Dude, it was great. Like, just incredible idea. Great execution. Great team. They had just a, a killer pitch. Yeah. And uh, I think the only reason that they didn't win was just because um, the judges weren't interested in promoting strip clubs. And so... Uh, it may happen one day, but I'll tell you, sorry, the other part of that is... You don't want to. You don't want to. Tr- people don't want to trail. They want cash. They want to do cash. That well. was the biggest feedback that they got. See, this is why you need me as a judge <laughs> to bring like the scumbag like angle. I, I'll yeah. think as my my gross. Oh, they asked student. that. You yeah, know, Alex Sink asked that. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so really? Worry, yeah. Oh, nice. So, uh, what what was her role uh, in government? I can't. She uh, was the chief financial officer of Florida, so, <laughs> so she had to track down a lot of this uh, okay. under the table spending. That's good. No, but uh, so. Uh, essentially, they what, what they figured out they were going to do is they would only have the application or the mobile website load on your phone once you connected to the Wi-Fi at the each individual strip club. So it would like it would see that you've arrived into the Wi-Fi. It would open up this thing in your phone automatically. Ahead of time, you would decide how much money do I want to spend at the strip club tonight. You would allot yourself two hundred dollars, and then they would have profiles for all the dancers where you could pick and choose what you want and give them 
you know, the the money that you think they were worth or whatever. And so <laughs> all of this is being tracked only when you're in the strip club. And when you leave, there was no trace that you were ever there. It just is it's all about like the local network that you're on for the individual strip clubs. So it creates like a geo fence almost. Yeah, I think so. I, I they I don't remember much of the details it was a couple months ago and it was a quick pitch, but that was the concept because they understood that if this was going to work, privacy had to be top priority. Yeah, you'd have to do it through some kind of cryptocurrency thing because yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> want it. Yeah, you wouldn't want it tracked. I'm telling you, yeah. like, no one would know, like, first off, you have to get, like, you have to get the older, like, gross dudes to, to get on board with technology. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying it won't happen one day. I'm yeah. just saying, like, that's going to be a hard pitch to, like, an old fisherman that's going in there, like, yep. hey, man, all right, so you can only order through your smartphone he's like i don't have a phone You're yeah like, fuck all right <laughs> now i scrapped together 50 dollars today i'm not gonna eat you could borrow one of our ipads <laughs> and you're like uh no thanks uh, yeah i don't uh, have a bank account yeah. yeah no uh it was it was pretty cool we there was someone on their team that was like a industry expert for whatever reason i, d- I don't remember i think she had like a management role at some strip club uh-huh. and so she would talk about how for the dancers this would make things so much easier because it would kind of assure they're not getting counterfeit bills. They wouldn't have to collect it at the end of the night. They wouldn't have to do the exchange with the men. That like that the, the, that's the club that is like we don't want to get ripped off on what we're supposed to get on the take on all this well, shit. The dancers too, and it, there was another interesting uh, kind of pain point that might have been taxable income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I can't remember how they they worked around that, but that was something they addressed too. But uh. It it's was all. It was really, really interesting and great execution. At the end of it, like the closer for the pitch was like he took out his phone and he's like, and also we're gonna introduce a feature where you can make it rain. And he just starts like flinging his finger across the screen. That's and, funny. Oh, dude, it was that's great. funny. It was awesome. Uh, well, but so some of these ideas, just because it's for strip clubs, doesn't mean that can't be applicable to something else. Anything else, yeah. So like, my head's going to like a resort, right? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to get, because uh, resorts are so big, I'm talking like the big. One's in, like, Mexico that's walled off from the Society of Mexico, really. But, like, right. but it's on the beach. It's huge. And you want to get a you want to get a drink or you want to get something. You could do it that way. Yeah, that'd be smart. They'd save all your money ahead of time. Don't go blowing all your money when you're not thinking about it. Yeah, but, I mean, like, it, it's a concierge service, essentially, right. right? So all you're doing is ordering something that's within these walls. You could apply it to to something like that. Or some kind of restaurant or something yeah. that has too many options. Let's say Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I think I have a for Cheesecake Factory gift for card on my wall right whoa. now. Humble brag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't need your application. All right. So the next, any you got any others? Um, I think I think those were some of the highlights. It was it was a great time. It was one of the best events we ever had. But I'm sad I I didn't get to go, man. Uh, I okay. wanted to. Uh, Come out in February to our sister event. So that'll dovetail right into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, February what? Uh, I think it's twelfth through seventeenth. That sounds right. Okay, twelfth uh, through seventeenth. Uh, yeah. Where is it? We're gonna have it in a few locations. Uh, so Monday through Wednesday, we're gonna have it in Tampa Heights off Franklin Street. So you know where the Rialto Theater is. Okay. Rialto Theater, Hip Room, Foundation Coffee, Hidden Springs Brewery. It's a. It's like we're. We're taking over it all, right? Okay. And so we're going to have a bunch of events in all of those different spaces all day long, Monday through Wednesday, all free to the public. 
So um, the first class that I'm running is is with uh, Sarah Veseloff, who's a fantastic designer and developer. Mm-hmm. And so she's doing a class on how to do React development. Free, okay. Like two hours of detail on how to be a React developer and like the pros and cons and the ins and outs. What of is that? React is just a, a style of coding, right? Essentially, okay. it's just a language. Um, and so those are the, that's like one example of 70 events. So there's going to be development tracks, design-related tracks, accounting-related tracks, PR and marketing and branding. There's going to be craft beer tracks, just general networking, pitch By track, you mean like class or yeah, session sorry. or I something? Yeah, I should take a step back here. So um, think about track as a category. Okay. And within each category, there are events within it. So for design, which is what I'm oh, running. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so I'm running design, so I'm going to do designing in React. I'm going to do designing websites that convert. I'm going to do a talk on where UI and UX meet. I'm going to do a, a speed-like mentoring session where people come in and consult designers and branding experts if you want to be on that I'll, panel. I'll, look, man, I was yeah. going to say, whatever you want me to come on and, uh, and talk about, I feel like uh, I've got that. 50 feet wide four foot deep kind of thing so anything you need someone to come in i can kind of do that i i just want to see it too anyway absolutely um, i think i like this kind of innovation stuff in the area and obviously you've been to the fuck up nights thing we do and you know i'm sure it's pretty thankless that you're doing a lot of this stuff yeah so yeah i get it but i we are tampa needs more of this kind of stuff so i'm definitely down in just that zone but yeah Whatever you need out of us, I'll try to figure it out. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's, it's during it's a the great day. Time. Yeah, so okay, it's good. it's well, I mean, it's all the time, right? So it starts at like nine a.m. and it'll probably end at like eleven p.m. each night. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, we're doing it in Tampa Heights um, for Monday through Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, we're going over to St. Pete and we're going to host at Station House, which is this kick-ass space, like three or four stories. Um, Iron Yards out of there, which is a code school. I've called uh, them up. They didn't call me back. Oh. No, I wanted to get. I wanted to ha- have funnel some of their uh, programmers and developers. Oh shit! Uh, and I was like, they're always looking to place people. Maybe, maybe you didn't offer competitive enough, right? No, I t- I wanted to kind of talk to them and see how we could figure out some kind of partnership because I I try to make these way in advance this kind of stuff. Right. So like, hey, maybe you need projects for for developers mm-hmm. you know um uh, real life ones honestly they would they would be totally willing to work with you they've got a graduating class come up yeah um i'll introduce you to tony yeah yeah uh, okay yeah, yeah i mean i'm i'm not like butthurt about it I, yeah i get it they're they're busy too so yeah, absolutely. Uh, and i didn't really pursue like aggressively but i was right. like this would be a cool i wanted to find how to how to f- how to find people like that out of school and how to find developers or i mean designers how to find uh it's really hard to find kind of people that know online advertising mm-hmm. you know that are young mm-hmm. um but i we've definitely thought about our growth this year and kind of all that anyway yeah um, absolutely so station house which is like a co-share working place yep kind of like we work mm-hmm. um Tampa bay wave kind of similar to that yeah well i mean again we got people outside of the area so yeah um, so yeah it's just it's a co-working space um so the wave, which is in Tampa, is co-working and an accelerator. So a little bit more hands-on. Uh-huh. And I believe Station House is more of just like general co-working. So places where you can go and pay 
to have your office, you know, your own business address. There's all kinds of cool things that happen there. It comes with a lot of benefits. Um, just a, a great place to work. And I think the real value in co-working spaces is just proximity to other people that are doing things that are worth a shit. Totally agree. Yeah. It, it, you, uh, I know every time we hang out, it's like, oh, you, we both get kind of a little amped up because there's stuff going on. If, right. If you're kind of isolated and you're working out of a Starbucks and shit on on something, you know, like it can't you can kind of be cast away kind of crazy on your own. And you do kind of people do get energy by, you know, uh, hanging around other entrepreneurial people. Right. And so, like, I tell a lot of freelancers that we hire frequently. I'm like, here's a key. Come in the office. Use it. I like people coming in here and kind of working on stuff, even mm-hmm. if it's not something for us. Right. Um, and so I, I totally get that like environment part because, I mean, you know it too, like entrepreneurship is very isolating Yeah. and you, you have to have this weird ego. You need enough ego to go, this is a great idea. I'm going to put a lot of my, my life into it, Right. but enough, enough to pull that back. So you're not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you're always kind of teetering this mental kind of uh, balancing act. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right, man. Really stressful, emotional, takes up a lot of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so St. Pete, Thursday and Friday of startup week, that's the 16th, 17th in yep. St. Pete. That sounds right. Um, f- of February. And then uh, what? so what goes on? So the tracks carry through the days. That's right. So uh, online, it's tampabay.startupweek.co. Uh, is where you can go and see the full schedule of events. And I think we're just going to Google it. Yep. We're going to be <laughs> Tampa Bay Startup Week. Yeah. We're going to be adding more events. But right now, I think we got like 60 to 70 in there. All those different categories, which we call tracks. Yeah. And uh, each event is generally like an hour to two hours at the most. Um, they're scheduled based around, you know, when people who are throwing the events can actually be there because uh-huh. it's all volunteer for the most part. And okay. so, um, yeah, every night. We're going to have like big marquee events, so events that we expect to get a big turnout for that are going to be pretty interesting, like things that are generally like great for the community. So what, we, what we're calling this is like Uncovering the Future is like our theme for this year. Uh-huh. And so we're going to have like a big panel of, you know, Tampa big shots to kind of talk about the vision for the future for Tampa Bay. Um, we're going to do, uh, let's see, some other events. I think we're going to do like a pitch event. I think each track, like most... Some of the tracks will have their big marquee event at like six p.m. Yeah, yeah, it and makes so sense. Even if you're working, if you if you manage to come out from like four p.m. to eight p.m. one day, you'll catch three different talks, and you could get three talks that are really useful. You might learn how to launch a website for an hour, then you might learn how to do be a social media marketer for an hour, and after that, you might have an opportunity to like drink at a happy hour and network with some big shots and get some business or learn a little bit more about whatever it is you're trying to learn. So. Um, yeah, even if you can't come out every day, it's good. But yeah. if you can put aside some time during the day, there are going to be events that are happening from 9 a.m. to you know 5 p.m. And you could take a lunch break and then go learn how to you know develop in PHP. It could be anything. Yeah. Uh, so if I I'm trying to think who would want to be on the track. So like, if I'm someone that's like I, I need to do something different. I know I want to do this kind of. I want to do design. Mm-hmm. Um, and you take that week and you go, I'm going to just, it's kind of like a little bit of a crash course on a lot of stuff in that, yeah, that zone. Yeah. And then you become a designer at the end, right? You could, <laughs> it, it, you know, your own effort. Um, to do with it. Well, I mean, no, I think that I, 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 dude, I talked to a lot of people that are like, 
I want to do something different, but I don't know what yet. And right. I think this is a good way to kind of put your toes in the water. Absolutely. That, um, that is kind of the point. Um, you know, there's going to be some 